The Red Wings finally break the curse in Philly behind Moritz Sider's fantastic individual performance. And then, of course, previewing Philly today <laughs> on Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What, did you like that? Mm-hmm. Was that funny? Funny? Ha-ha funny? Like a clown? Or were you laughing at me? Uh, yes. Oh. That's well, usually the case. Well. I'm still here, by the way. We're this is still why you're here. Getting, this is We're why you're getting, still here. Things like that, Scotty, are why you're getting fired, and the Twitter community <laughs> agrees. Man, I I had shooters. I had shooters, man. I had people out there going, if 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 uh if I get fired, we riot. I I got shooters out here. That's why fifty eight percent, but still fifty eight percent or whatever it was, thought it was over were, fifty. There, there, there were, were three fewer, options. There were fewer days before you got fired than there are hair on my head. <laughs> and I mean, have you seen this, Scotty? You're in real trouble here, buddy. So you better don't don't peek between your fingers. <laughs> You better, you better count your blessings, man. You're on thin ice. Thin ice. Uh, welcome big, to Lockdown. I'm a big dude, man. Thin ice and me don't mix very well. You better be careful. <laughs> You're going to come crashing down. Uh, welcome to the, back to Lockdown Red Wings uh, podcast. We're your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Scotty's also host over at Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where we are at, what, like 325 subscribers now? Three-something, yeah. And a lot of credit given to the Vlad Nemesnikov stick giveaway. Winner announced at the end of the show today. Where the winner is being announced at the end of the show, so make sure you stay tuned. Um, But, Scotty, first and foremost, before we get to any of that, how about them Red Wings coming back off of All-Star break and just... Boom, 6-3 pounding in Philly, breaking the curse. Now, they did have an uh, overtime win, I think, last year or the year before. It wasn't last year. I mean, yeah, they didn't play out of division last year. Yeah, Or the, it was two years ago in Philly. But this is the first regulation win they've had in the regular season in Philly since 1997. The last regulation win they've had since before they beat Philly in the Stanley Cup final. They have not beaten... The Red Wings have not won a game in regulation in Philly in my lifetime. That was the first one. Oh. I was I was born in '98. That I'm is quite literally child. that is quite literally the first time we have won in Philly in my entire life. Your baby. How wild is that? It is really wild though, and and it's crazy too because you don't think of. I mean, for a long time there, the Red Wings didn't play in the Eastern Conference, so they saw them. They went to Philly one time a year, right. so it's feasible. But then, what year was it they finally made the move over to the Eastern Conference? Was it 2014? Yeah, because that's when they played Boston and lost in five. Yeah. So there's been almost a decade at this point of playing each other three times a year, four times a year even, and not winning a game in Philly with the exception of one overtime win. So clearly, the reason why we weren't winning games in Philly was because the Red Wings didn't have Moritz Sider on the roster. Like that had it's got they had owns, Lindstrom for like a decade, but like yeah, you know that's not more Sider. You're correct. You are correct. Nick Lindstrom is not Moritz Sider. Factually, that is correct. That is correct. 
You are um, right. He is a beast of his own merit. Uh, and Moritz Sider just owns the state of Pennsylvania because they played Pittsburgh. Dog in Pittsburgh, I believe. Crosby. And just Dog walked them. Bullied Crosby and the Penguins. They go back to Philly two weeks later. Now they, they go to Philly two weeks later now. And now they beat up on the Philadelphia Flyers thanks to another stellar individual performance from Moritz Sider. And we're leading the show with Moritz Sider just because he's so good scotty <laughs> he's so good i'm so hype i can I, like i'm freaking out here he's no, legitimately he, just like we, we talk and i tweeted about it like half in jest half tongue-in-cheek but like, like he seriously not maybe but will get norris votes will he be near the top no i don't think so but like he's playing good enough his rookie season not just to get first place calder votes which he will get first place calder votes but to maybe get Norris Trophy votes in his rookie season. Dude's been unreal. He he was unbelievable on uh, what day was that? Thursday? No, today's Thursday. Wednesday. Wednesday. He was Ooh. unreal, man. He was unreal. Like there was, I mean, the one the one shift right where he he had the puck for almost a minute, forty some seconds. He had the puck on his stick the the for forty five straight seconds on a penalty kill and and went in the zone out of the zone back around faked a clear <laughs> went back then actually cleared it dude dude is nutty he he is so unbelievably talented and it's just like they're here man like this is what i think about all the time whenever whenever raymond does something or, or cider does something or net has a good game even um, and, and, you know, Ned was a trade and we, we didn't get like the hype leading up to him like we did Raymond and Sider. But the the lore around these two guys has been going on for a while. And for Sider specifically, it's been going on for years now. And we're like, OK, like we when he, when he's here, like st stuff's going to get a lot better. Yeah, but like, Scotty, I knew he was going to be good. Mm -hmm. All of Detroit Twitter knew he was going to be good. But did anyone expect him to be this dominant? And we've had this conversation a thousand times, but he goes out there every single night and he furthers the argument that he should be the Calder favorite in our minds, at least, and many minds. I mean, there, there's, you know, Trevor Zegers is up there as well, but like he very much deserves the Calder trophy through however many games Red Wings have played at this point, 48 games. And he, like, I'm looking at the box score from last night and he had another night of leading the team in minutes with 23 minutes and two seconds as a rookie. And then he went, goes out and he shows out as a rookie, killing 40 seconds on a penalty kill single-handedly by skating it up the ice, then back down the ice, then back down the ice, and then also leveling out huge, massive hits. This guy is doing everything on this team. I believe, it, hold on, I, he also pr helped produce offenses. He got the primary assist on Dylan Larkin's power play goal as well, and the primary assist on Robbie Fabry's goal. So he had two assists, single-handedly killed half a penalty kill, and laid out a big physical hit. The guy can do it all, and he's 21 years old as a rookie. He's uh, he, he's okay. He's not he's not bad at the game of hockey. Certainly. Can you sense my excitement here? <laughs> no, and it's justified, <laughs> and that's my point. Like that's that that's my point. Is we've been there's been a lore around him for so long, and often. So often we see players who who get overhyped by their own fan bases and are, and are kind of labeled, you know, put really lofty expectations on them and 
and maybe don't live up to it. And very seldom do dudes come up with those crazy high expectations and then not only live up to them, but uh, honestly surpass them. And he... It, uh, like it leaves me speechless. He he truly is remarkable, and without a doubt in my mind, he he should win the Calder. Yeah, I mean he's leading all rookies in assists with twenty seven. He is um, fourth in total points at thirty one, behind Lucas Raymond, who's at thirty seven, Zegers thirty two, Lundell at thirty two, and then he's also um, that's it. Those are the only two. But the point being is that he's right up there in points and assists. He's leading the all-rookies in assists. He's just from defense, man. Just the amount he is capable of doing from defense. It's not like he's going out there and he's scoring highlight reel goals. That's not his game. Right. I mean, he, he will score a pretty goal or two every now and again, but not to the caliber of what Trevor, Trevor Zegers is doing. Sure. But it's all the other things he does. He just is already such a complete player at 21 years old. I genuinely, watching him play, I genuinely have no idea how to critique and say this is what he has to improve on. Because he's already the best defenseman on this team, and he's already one of the best defensemen in the National Hockey League. And I, I think the other, to like piggyback off that, is you think, okay, well, he's only, he's only what, 21? Like, he, he's, still, he's still so young. There's so much room for him to, like, grow. That's what you tell yourself with all rookies, right? Like, he can get so much better. That's that's horrifying for the rest of the league. Like, yeah, how you watch him and you're like, okay, you know, there there might be some small stuff here or there every once in a while that you can tighten up, like anybody, sure. But at, like as, as a whole, it's like if if he gets better, like if he if he gets better for the next three seasons in a row and comes in each of the next three years better and better, it you know the the Norris should be renamed the Cider. Yeah. Well, correct. The thing too is, it's even scary. Is he's not twenty one. He's twenty. Oh, there you go. So he's another year younger. I sure. double checked that oh, just right. now while D, you were talking. Right, D two. Yeah. That's... And I was like, I just, guys, I love this man. I he's love defensemen. He's got great flow too. He does have great flow, and he's, he's really oh. like, he seems to like a really funny person too. Yeah. But that's getting into the off ice. They did like the they did like the the video today. They sent a thing where. They asked everybody on the team to give a one-word reaction to Mo Cider or a one-word like description of Mo Cider, and uh, like half of them were goofball, and uh, another large majority was beauty. That, that, those were the two most common ones. Oh man, I'm couldn't have said it better myself. Red Wings fans, my goofy, friends, my goofy beauty, my goofy German beauty. Yes. Um, guys. So, such an exciting time to be a Red Wings fan. It is. It, we're back. We're coming back. We're back. Five a five hundred record in February, mid February. Still in this with young talent that's already dominating the team with room to grow years to come. This team's back. It's 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 we back. Are back. Just like Built Bars. That was crispy. This, this time of year, the we've all pretty much given up on our new New Year's resolutions, but this year. You're going to say no, because this year you have Built Bar to help you stick to it. Because if eating right and getting healthy is your New Year's resolution, Built Bar makes it easy because they taste so GD good. Have you tried their puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, 
They're marshmallowy. They taste, they're not just a protein bar. They're a cheat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamony, churro, co- coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, so good. These are going to be your new favorite. So go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb. Most protein bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Scotty, there's another rookie we got to talk about in today's episode. Uh, Lucas Raymond, who, by the way, leads uh, all rookies in total points. And leads the Detroit Red Wings in assists. And leads the Detroit Red Wings in assists. Whole team. Whole team. And uh, he finally broke his scoring drought. I think it was at nine games after he broke his last scoring drought and then went on another one. So he finally scored a goal. Nice. Didn't didn't give up on the play. I think he got the rebound off his own shots. Yep. Put it away. Nice, um, nice little move in front of the net, too. But he had a good game. He, what, a goal and an assist, I believe, in this one. Playing on that top line was Zadina and Larkin, which is another two guys we got to talk There's so many players to talk about in this game. Just a ton. Um, but it was a nice, good game, a nice game from Raymond where he finally got rewarded for his hard work because he has been working hard in every single game. And he's been showing up on the stat sheet via assists, which is something we've talked about. His scoring has cooled off, which means he has been making headlines as much. But he's still been getting assists playing on that top line of Larkin, Bertuzzi, Nemesnikov, or even Zadina now. Still facilitating plays with that hockey IQ. So it's nice to see the scoring drop finally get snapped and to see him finally get rewarded for all the hard work he's putting in because he definitely still deserves to be in that Calder conversation. Yeah, 100%. Um, I, I, I still think most people would have him at three. You know yeah. what I mean? Like uh, Unless he goes out there and gets... You know, a Hattie or goes on a goal streak or something. He, he'll probably he'll probably stay at three. He'd have to go on another heater. Um, but yeah, you know, it's 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 important not to. In case you forgot, the, the that that boy pretty nice too. So uh, it was nice to see though. I think the biggest thing was just ending the goal Stroud and it was, it was he put in a little, nice little move there in front of the net. Yeah. It, it was solid uh on that top line with i don't know if this is you want to transition to this now but i mean sharing a top line with with zadina um and that was something that we talked about how on i think when nolan was on we talked about that right yes um, when don't we talk about zadina right yeah true uh (laughs) that that zadina practiced with the top line and and they kept that for the game and i thought the line was pretty productive honestly uh zadina had a uh, an opportunity very early in the game too and it was not a very good shot uh hit the goalie either right in the gut or right in the pad or something it wasn't very kind of like what nolan said honestly it wasn't very creative just kind of flicked the puck to make sure he got a shot on net and, and he did uh but his defense continues to impress me i thought he had a pretty solid defensive game um and uh the line as a whole was productive so he was you know not not a turnover machine or anything i i was pretty I was pretty pleased with that, and and Raymond was a huge part, obviously, of the production of that line. Uh, I mean, Larkin had a great game. At, all around, man. It, it was fun, but that top line was really solid with Zadina still on it, and Raymond is a massive part to why. And, and like you said, I think on the general outscope, outscope, the general scope, <laughs> 
I just combined. <laughs> I just combined outlook and scope. In the, in, in, in the I love in, you so much. It's so stupid. In the in the, in the I was trying ha- to hold it in. In the hashtag outscope of the season, um, the I, I think it's just important to remember. You know what? Raymond hasn't been putting the puck in the back of the net lately. Much of the last twenty games, uh, but the assist numbers are still very much there. He is still a big reason why that top line is so productive. And Dylan Larkin is thankful every single day that. Lucas Raymond's a line mate of his. Oh, absolutely. Well, and also, like, let's be careful not to discount what Larkin's done as well, because they definitely feed off of each other. Absolutely. I mean, Dylan Larkin scored the 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 game opening goal yet again, and I think he leads the NHL in game opening goals at like eight or nine. He's because I, I was actually we're watching an incredible the, first period team. Yeah. We're yes. just like the <laughs> worst third period team in hockey. Well, we held. We, we held. Did. We held a one goal lead. We held and expanded, and expanded on it. it. Made it a three goal and granted, expanded it before goal. they pulled. Yeah, yeah too. It's yeah. just crazy. Um, Giovanni Smith. Woo! The dog, baby. <laughs> well, and I guess, I guess it, there's that so much to talk about. This dog. Game I don't have enough time. So I'll kind of rapid fire my points on that top line real quick. Zadina looked not out of place. And I, I'm getting to a point now where I think you could slot anyone on that top line with Larkin and Raymond, and they probably look pretty good. But Zadina looked out of place. And there was one specific moment where he. I was impressed with his his creativity, something that we've been harsh on, and his ability to make himself get like he had puck possession. He got himself an open space. He kept possession. He went around the net, and then he did the uncreative thing where he just shot the puck from along the boards along the goal line, where a zero percent chance angle instead of trying to make a pass or maintain possession. So like that's probably where like what Nolan was saying is in it, where he. Like he's got the skill set and the move set, but when it comes to trying to score goals, he he has no confidence right now. Right. And I think that's where he's at. Regarding Raymond, he's great. That's my he's thought. Great. That's my he's thought. Great. No, he is. Yeah. And and it's oh, these rookies, man. Yeah. Ned didn't have a great game. Yeah, uh, but you Ned, know what? He he Ned, kept the minute. No, and that that he more than deserves uh <laughs> I'm gonna keep you in the game, you finish the job yeah. performance, as we've said a million times. He he deserves that, so no no disrespect at all. Larkin uh, looked like Larkin. He's been an elite one center all season long, and he just continues to build on that. I think he, had a, he obviously had another he, goal. How many assists did he have in this game? So fast, man. He looks so – and, like, he so always fast. looks fast, but he he looks so fast. Um, All six of the other forward lines actually produced, too. The Guelph Storm line looked amazing again. Um, Bertuzzi had another assist. Fabs had a goal. Um, I don't think Pew Suter did much in this one. Um, Suter scored. Suter, yeah, Pew Suter scored. How did I forget about that? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I actually watched that goal. Uh, brain fart on my part. Yeah, the entire uh, Guelph Storm line produced offense in this game. They, um, they, they're so good. They're it's so, so crazy. They, they talked to Suter about it in the in uh, oh, which intermission was it? Whatever. In one of the intermissions, they asked Suter about. It. They're like, "What's it like, you know, playing with uh, with the boys, with the Guelph boys?" And he was like, "Yeah, you know, like honestly." What people don't realize is we actually played together as a line in like juniors a while before that even. And then like we've just always found a way to keep playing with each other somehow. We got great chemistry and the boys are buzzing. And we we're like, <laughs> hell yeah, baby. Hell At yeah. what point we, we need to have a maybe this is better part for serve for our uh, trade deadline conversation. But what to do with Pew Suter, too, because he's really he's really I don't know how much value up. he has. But yeah, lately he's been good. Well, that, keep, that's definitely keep a trade deadline thing. Keep him yeah, moving because for sure. You know, we talked with Jake Rivard about his three parts, 
three-part series and you got to find another true second line center but that that guelph storm line is playing so good together like it's tough tough to break it up do you want to just try it going forward making that because your your top two lines aren't the lines that aren't the they're not the lines that are the aren't the problem Mm. they aren't the i I don't know if i don't know if long term they believe that Pew Suter's a 2C on a contending team. That becomes the thing, but when the chemistry's this good, do you really want to risk breaking that up? I mean, I guess if you think you're going to get a way better player in return, that's a different conversation. Yeah, that's a, that's we, a we, trade deadline talk for we, sure. We got we to gotta plot out I, our I just want to say also, the the forechecking the entire game yes. was fantastic, and in the third period, that is the best I have seen a Red Wings team forecheck in – I don't, I don't even know if I could tell you in seasons that the, the Philadelphia did nothing in the third, nothing. Yeah, they had no shot until like the last five minutes in the third period. Nothing. Crazy like dog. The, the four checking was a big, cause the defense itself wasn't that fantastic outside of cider. I, I, I mean, Mark Stahl, what a, I've never seen a defenseman look so great offensively and so horrible defensively in the same well, game. Experience Mark Stahl hockey. It, that was that was <laughs> remarkable. Yeah, but this was like an extreme dog. Yeah. Like he he was so good on offense and horrific. He had a, such a brutal defensive game, but the forechecking was unbelievable the whole game. But specifically in the third, it prevented Philadelphia from literally being able to do anything. Well, and it was all four lines too, and that's something I kind of touched on, but I wanted to go a little bit more into was that the. The third and fourth line were no slouches either today. Nemesnikov got an empty net goal, so Giovanni. You know, it is it is what it is. But that's an that's a goal for that Giovanni. line. The fourth line score with Giovanni Smith, little snipe show. He he has a really he has a very time. hard and accurate wrist shot. That's why he needs he to does. take more nice wrist shots. It, it was five hole too. Yeah, yeah. I mean he also, he caught he caught heart cold man. He he didn't know he didn't he didn't know which way was up. He he got him. He got him. Yeah. Good. Well, also, Joe Valeno, you got to give credit to him. Great, um, great even, setup, for even sure. Even before he went down to Grand Rapids for the All-Star break, he was starting to heat up and play so- more solid games um, on both ends of the ice. And that continued in this game, too. He's looking a lot more confident these last couple weeks. He, he set he up the Giovanni the goal. Yeah, he did. He set up the Giovanni goal so well. Nice yeah. little pass to the outside and then Drop set like a him. moving, humid screen kind of thing toward the net. It, it was really, really well set up. Valeno deserves a ton of credit for yeah, that one. Yeah, I mean, sure. we were, we've been hard on Valeno in recent weeks. Yeah, and Deser- to see him, I, deservedly so, yeah. I think. And to see his play start to uptick is really nice to see. Absolutely. Um, that's all my game notes on this Beauty. game. Uh, we rapid-fired there. We went on about Mo for so long. We had to, like, I know, okay, I know. let's go, let's go. We got so many thoughts. <laughs> um, no, I think we covered everything, though. It was yeah, no. It was, Hell of a performance. I mean, just besides that, it was just the nonsense of for the first two goals, them three goals, oh, them scoring, scoring right after. twenty seconds after we scored every single time was very obnoxious. But the real gonna prevail. If you're looking to prevail, you probably have your best shot at BetOnline.net. Wow, well, that's covered- an all timer. <laughs> Thank you. BetOnline as you covered this season with more props, odds, lines. Than ever before as football continues his march through the playoffs with the Super Bowl on Sunday, guys, just two days away. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline. BetOnline.
where the game starts. Your screen was frozen to me when you said bet online, so it kind of spooked me because it looked like you weren't paying attention. Boo. No, you're moving now. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well, anyways, let's preview the Philadelphia Flyers game. Team we haven't played in a while. Yeah, seriously. Uh, it's a noon game on Saturday at Little Caesars Arena because at 8 o'clock, or is it 7.30? Or is it 7? I don't know. In the evening, they got the duel in the D between Michigan and Michigan State. I'm working the evening game, and I don't even know. <laughs> Hell yeah. We ball. Proud of you. We ball anyway. Hashtag dynamic threat. Brian um, Fisher is the <laughs> textbook definition of a dynamic threat, baby. Yeah, Scotty. So let's, let's break down. It's, it's kind of silly to say let's break down the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, considering they just played them. But if you're looking at them, statistically speaking, and the threats that they are, really the main threats that they are are Claude Giroux, who is possibly getting moved at the trade deadline. There have been rumblings that he wants out. Um, and Cam Atkinson, both have 36 points in 43 games and 46 games, respectively. Um, both having pretty solid seasons, but outside of that, they're not necessarily an offensive powerhouse team. And we saw that a little bit on you know, on uh, on Wednesday when these two teams played last, it's mostly most of their goals happened because Ned was just a little bit off his game. And not saying it was 100% his fault. Defense in front of him wasn't any good either, but they only had like, what, 26 shots, 23 shots on that, something like that. So it's just if they can come out at LCA playing the game they did in Philly with Ned playing on top of his head, I mean, it's got Detroit Red Wings win written all over it. Yeah, I mean the the whenever you play a back to back a home road back to back like the with the Red Wings specifically, you you get a little nervous for the road game, but you're like, well, you know, we'll bag the home game. The fact that we already got road game, you know, out of the way, took that dub, let's go home has has me feeling great about it for sure. Well, and the one thing you got to look out for, this is the eighth place Philadelphia Flyers. They're last in their division. Um, the one thing you got to look out for is Carter Hart because Carter Hart has been so good this season. He's got a high ceiling still. Uh, yeah. This is going to make people upset. I love Carter Hart. I really do. What, why I, would that make people upset? There's nothing to hate about him. No, dude, people don't like Philly. People, oh, people don't like Philly. I can separate a team and the individual players that play on. Okay, sure. I, I'm a big Carter Hart fan. I still think – I know he's had kind of a rocky start to the career, but I, I still believe in the hype, and I, I, I still think he has an incredibly high ceiling, and he's shown it in flashes, and, and people forget how young he is. He, I, I mean, I, I, I'm still a big believer in him. So anytime we, we play Philly, that's always kind of in the back of my mind of, of you know, we, we got the better of him. On Wednesday, that's for damn sure. He he didn't look very good. No, and he we did. Took, and we and we took advantage, and and I'm hoping we are we're able to do that again. But he he has shown the ability to, to stand on his head for a game or two uh, in a row there. So something to watch out for. Oh, and he's having a statistically comparable season to Alexander Nedeljkovic yeah. on a much worse team. I mean, this is a team that's eighth right. in the Metro Division, dead last. A team that really people thought coming in. Like Philly, every single year should be a playoff team. People always think they are going to be, and then they're one year they're hot, one year they're cold. It's a, a seesaw with the Philadelphia Flyers. This year they're just a bottom feeder for some reason. Um, but Carter Hart has been the one guy on that team who has been consistent. I statistically, again, statistically comparable season to Alexander Nedeljkovic on a team that's way worse. So that's where it becomes kind of like your X factor. We talk about X factors now as kind of like our a built-in mini segment to our previews where you look at one player who can steer the course of the game for either team. 
And on both teams, honestly, I think my X factors in this game are the goaltenders. Alex Nedeljkovic didn't have neither goalie had a solid uh, game in Philly. Nedeljkovic had an eight six five save percentage, I believe, because he only faced twenty six shots, made twenty three saves. Carter Hart got shelled by the Red Wings, let in five goals. Not really his fault, but if he can stand on his head, because you got to fear, mm-hmm. you have to fear those goalie bounce back games. Because your goalie has two directions Especially he's going to go Especially when you're to the Detroit Red Wings. Yes. We have, we've been handing those out like crazy. So, yeah. yeah. And if goalie, goalies have two directions they go to after a hard loss. Either confidence tanks and they suck for like six straight games, or they get pissed. And it's just like, I don't care how many shots you take, I'm saving them. And Carter Hart strikes me as the latter. He's got a do- and, little bit uh, of dog in him. Yeah, got a little bit got of a dog that, in got him. Got that dog in him, yeah. So you no, just I agree with you. Yeah, I, I agree with you, and it's definitely I, – I completely agree that that's the the goalie situation I, I think is the biggest factor because we know what we're going to get from the defense pretty much night in and night out. We know what we're going to get from outsider. We know what we're going to get from our top six. I mean, pretty much night in and night out, especially since the Guelph line formed. Yes. The the bottom six, uh, that's that that's been our X factor a lot, right? Because that, that is kind of the one of the more inconsistent parts of – of this team, but given this matchup, I I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think this has this has a, a, a game that's heavily dependent on a on a goalie battle for sure. Well, another thing to consider too is the defense is getting markably worse, markedly worse, markably much worse. Is is that like I don't know? Is that like a Freudian slip because of Mark Stahl? No, I was gonna say because Markonic got placed in the COVID nineteen markably <laughs> with a C. <laughs> you're fired um yeah phil peronic got placed in the COVID 19 protocols and so that's your second best defenseman it eats up the second most minutes on your team um yeah i think just i that was a slip there i meant to say defense but i think team is true too uh and now he's gone he's gonna be on COVID 19 protocols unless he was a false positive which i guess is possible so you're now hoping a defenseman can step up and fill that role in the second defensive pairing with i think Nick Letty's still out, so now your entire second defensive pairing is was wiped out. So you're What gonna, do you think uh, it's going to be? Stall and who? Lindstrom. Stall and Lindstrom. Got to be, up right? the second pair. Yeah. But then I your third pair that. becomes what? Danny DeKaiser and who are they going to call up to play defense with him? Because Troy Stetcher's still not back. Letty's out. Hronick's out. Osterley. Osterley's going to be playing with uh, oh, Cider. Right. Right? You're running out of def- defensemen to call up. <laughs> and we, we waved. What's his face? Like, we're off the top of our head, guys. We don't have the Red Wings depth chart in front of us. So we're, no, we're, no. We're well, that, I mean, that's it. <laughs> you can call up Luke Wachowski again because I guess you're not really afraid he's going to get claimed off waivers when you send him back down. I guess we'll find out. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a barn burner. We're, we might be just forgetting a name. That's quite possible. We're human. Your, your eyes, you're like, I, I swear I'm forgetting someone. That's no, I, I know this is me saying I don't think we're forgetting someone, and I'm genuinely perplexed on who's going to play third D. We'll see. Third, five. third, third right's going to be crazy. Third right's going to be crazy. You might. Mm. All right, uh, Scotty. I don't know even know where your head was at there. I don't know. You want to announce the winner? Yeah, let's just hard pivot. All right. I've had my best transition ever today and my worst transition ever today. Yeah. That's that. I think that's incredibly accurate. <laughs> okay, we have fun. We have fun around here. The, the winner. winner 
of the Vlad Nemestikov game used stick is. Are you gonna drum roll? No. I, oh, I got the stick in my hand. Can you hear this? Okay. I don't even think we can hear this. At sealed seven on Twitter. That is our winner. Uh, at the, his his Twitter at and his Twitter name are both sealed seven. So I actually don't don't know his actual name, but sealed seven. You are the winner of the Vlad Nemestikov game use stick. You reach out to us, just shoot us a DM. We'll work everything out and get it shipped your way, baby. Yeah, you can DM either myself at Brian Fisher 971, Scotty at Bentley Scotty, or the Lockdown Red Wings Twitter page uh, at LO all, underscore all Red open Wings. DMs, yeah. All open DMs. I'm desperate for somebody to talk to me. I'm so lonely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you realize how quickly that's getting clipped. <laughs> that, that is going on Twitter ASAP. Uh, ASAP. Not if I cut it out of the episode. Dude, if you I we're fighting if you do. <laughs> I swear. Well then you're out of a job because apparently most of the Twitter followers already think you're gonna be. <laughs> Whatever, man. Congrats at Sealed Seven. <laughs> you are the proud owner of a game used Vladislav the Mestinikov stick who scored an empty netter the other night in Philly. Nice little spin movie made. Yeah, so um, thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Lockdown Bets, uh, with expert analysis insight from Lee Sterling, with, hosted by your boy Q. They're your one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. They're free and available on all platforms. I think I said that as backwards as possible. I think you did. But I got all the info in there. You did. We'll be you back did. with a game recap on Monday for the second Philly game. Any final thoughts before I tune this out? <laughs> we ball. We ball. Same time, same place. It's your team. Every day. Every day. <laughs>